Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Hope everybody's feeling well today, day after Christmas. No Christmas hangovers today, amen. Amen. (laughs) I'm talking about food, by the way, just so you know. Uh, No, we're gonna do something a little bit uh, fun today. We're just gonna have a, uh, a table talk and kind of discuss some, some things. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, of course, here at the Curry Ford campus, we always go crazy when, when we're welcoming our other campuses. So at Redbug Lake, Michigan Street, they're joining us here at Curry Ford. Yeah. We wanna welcome you guys. So glad that you're a part of this. And uh, it's my privilege to share the stage and share the table with some very, very important people. Uh, let me just introduce them all the way to my left, all the way to your right, is Pastor Sonia Figueroa. She's the student ministries director here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Amen. And then to my right, in all of his glory, Amen. Pastor Jason Alvarado. He's Redbud Lake Hello. campus pastor. Yep. And uh, none of these people up here, they're, they're all no need of introduction, but the person to my left is really in no need of introduction, but our pastor... Pastor Carl is here with us as well. Matter of fact, we've just asked Pastor to kind of uh, interview us and lead this Mm. conversation, and he's going to ask us some questions and then decide if he wants to keep any of us around here for any longer. Uh, But it's going to be awesome. Amen? It's going to be great. Ready to jump into this, Pastor? Praise God. Well, and um, not only the campuses, but those of you that are watching, some of you from other states, actually, and... um, That's exciting, wherever you are. So, today we're going to talk about several things, but, and first of all, since yesterday was Christmas Day, we've got to start there. I think we'll start with Pastor Jason, because Christmas Day is a very special day for him, and tell us why. Well, um, thank you. If you didn't know, my birthday is on Christmas. So, yes, thank you. Happy thank birthday. you. Yeah. I missed you at my party yesterday. I guess you had plans. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, that hit hard. I didn't mean to offend you. Uh, no, uh, no, it was my birthday yesterday, so it was a lot of fun. Um, I was born on Christmas, so I'm the second reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun yesterday. I had a family over. This is my sister in love right here, and uh, we were all at our house. We had Cuban sandwiches, we had wings, we had pumpkin pie. How many of you know pumpkin pie belongs on the calendar all year long? Can I get a witness? And uh, so it was a lot of fun, yeah. Can I ask a question? Sure. Did you get any gifts this year that were, hey, this is Christmas and birthday combined? I always get those gifts. However, <laughs> Pastor Sonia. I did that. She oh. did that. No, but Pastor she, Johnny's putting me on blast now. Yeah, he's, he's calling <laughs> her out. No, but uh, no, I got a lot of cool gifts and uh, tons of people watching at the Redbug campus. They blessed my family and I, my sons. And uh, yeah, one of the gifts that I got was a rumba. Roomba. Roomba. Hi, not Dr. Rumba. Uh, a Roomba. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know how to speak this language. English. Hi, welcome. Not Dr. Rumba. Not Roomba. Doc- Roomba. It's the little vacuums. Yes. Like little- how many know what we're talking about? Yeah. 
It's awesome. It was so cool. Yeah, I'm an old man now, and I still like playing with little robots. And so the other day, we were just chasing it around the house, watching it, purposely dumping dirt and glitter, and uh, having the, the, I'm not going to try to say it anymore, but having the, the robot go and clean it. So that was a cool gift, but yeah. That's awesome. Christmas. It was fun. Yeah, we spent it together with Zion and Jericho. Yep. Super awesome, super fun with my dad, and we chilled. We watched Encanto. That was fun. That was. Does anyone see that? Yep. Super cute. So just fun time at home, relaxing, mm. chilling. It's mm. awesome. Uh, the one kind of thing I think that we'll remember about this Christmas for our family, uh, kind of the main highlight of it was our new addition. Um, and so I think I have a picture. We kind of surprised the whole family with, uh, with that little nugget right there. Um, that's both my dogs. When you're done praying about all the serious things in the world, Pray for my dog there on the right, that's blue. He's been an only dog for about four years and he's not liking sharing the spotlight with yep. the new one. Her name is Casey. And so that's kind of what will, that kind of stood out this year's Christmas. Wow. But we had a great time with family and uh, it was awesome. Pastor, how was your Christmas? Had a great Christmas. Uh, we went to see Alice's dad and uh, his wife and uh, spent uh, some time with them showed him how to get YouTube on his TV so he could watch Faith Assembly. There you uh, go. <laughs> he normally, he's one of the most faithful watchers of the TV program on 45 on Saturday and Monday, and now he can get us anytime. So he That's was excited awesome. about that. And uh, Alice, one of the gifts I got was this coat. Okay. You can't, wow. you can't really see that well, but it's uh, somewhat plaid with... It looks good on the oh, camera. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing this like every week now. Anyway, yeah. so uh, it's a nice gift. Then we drove to Lakeland to see our youngest daughter mm. and son-in-law, and uh, most important of all, the grandkids. So that was a fun time. Wow. Uh, Pastor Jason, I do want to comment on your birthday. Yes. I used to feel really sorry. You should. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, I still do, a little bit. But uh, you need to get over it. All right? I do. And so... Um, <laughs> But I noticed something about myself. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has a birthday on my birthday, right. um, there's a special bond. Yes. Wayne Gray used to run Teen Challenge up in Sanford. Mm -hmm. His uh, birthday's August 23rd also. Mm -hmm. We used to contact each other and stay in touch on our birthday. And then a gentleman in our church in the 9 o'clock service came up to me afterwards. He said, Pastor, you remember... Uh, my birthday too, and yes. so there's a special bond. All right, we had a big hug. So I'm assuming there's a special bond with you and Jesus. That's all right? right. That's right. Uh, all right. Me Is that Jesus. all you got to say? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Uh, maybe some of you know, don't know, but actually, they don't think Jesus That's was right. born on the 25th. That's right. They think it was sometime in the spring. So you've been suffering all these I years know. for no good I'm reason. Serious. But anyway, Pray for uh, me. happy birthday, Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Jason. Okay, we're going to talk about um, the last 20 months. It's been like two years now, but they've kind of run together. Um, We've said a lot about it from this pulpit. You see it all the time on the news, had seen it last year. Um, all kind of different situations happen in these 20 months. But uh, what are some of the big concepts, uh, concerns that uh, come to mind when you look back, guys, over 
the last 20 months? Pastor Jason, so for, go. For me, I think one of the biggest things that kept reoccurring in this season was this idea of just being present being present, being in the moment that you're actually surrounded with the people that you're with, just being in that moment. Um, I think that's one of those things that we can overlook. How many of you know today is an unrepeatable miracle? Yeah. Yeah. It's an unrepeatable miracle. You only get this day once. So uh, the idea of being present with your family, with the loved ones, with the career that God is calling you to pursue, um, that's one of those things that was just constantly on my mind that, you know, sometimes we're so addicted to the busyness of life and it's like, you know, slow down because one of the big things that has just been hitting me even in the last couple years, um, in the last few months, I should say, it's just like we're always rushing. But the question is, is like, what are we rushing towards? What are we rushing away from? And, um, you know, scripture says this in Psalms 90, says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. I think God is calling us to be wise with those days that are in front of us. Um, there's this book about fatherhood, and it's called 18 Summers. And uh, it's about parenting. But, um, man, you don't even need to read the book, but every single parent in this room, when you hear that number, that finite small number, that you have 18 summers with your children in your home, uh, man, it's so um, emotional. It's so sobering to think of the brevity of life. And so... I think um, that's one of the biggest takeaways for this season of my life, to be present in these moments, you know, and, um, and actually be there with the people you're with. Some of the reasons why I think so many relationships are unhealthy is because we, we come home physically, but we aren't home mentally. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be present with the people that we're with. Amen. All right. Pastor Johnny, why don't you jump in? Um, so, yeah, as I, I think back over the last couple years, it was funny, it just, just a few moments ago during the uh, little news video that we, that we run, it showed clips of last year's New Year's Eve service, which this coming New Year's Eve service is at uh, 10.30, coming up, um, we invite you to come, but it was showed clips of last year's, and I remember that service, and we were talking about, let, let's reset, and we were like, let's get 2020 behind us, and let's have just something different in 2021. And then 2021 just was trying to loop around and be the same thing again. Uh, and so uh, it, it's, I think when I think about this epidemic that we world has been going through, yes, there are obviously physiological issues going on with this, but it's also been an epidemic of, of separation and it's been an epidemic of division as well. Um, and so with all of the physical distancing, I, I think that that starts to take a toll on us as well. So many people are, are lonely, and, and um, I just, matter of fact, I just read a study the other day that America is the most uh, anxiety-ridden, stressed out, sad people in the world, 33% of its population uh, mm-hmm. reporting mental illness during COVID-19. And so uh, this, is, this is where we've been, is this, this separation. And, um, you know, I mean, the very first thing that God ever said about mankind, about a human, was this. He said, it's not good that man be alone, uh, right there in Genesis chapter yes. 2. And obviously there he's talking about uh, a marital relationship, but, it, but that concept, it goes broader uh, to just companionship, that we, just, we need one another uh, to do life. And so yes. um, to, 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 to think that all of this division and dissension has no spiritual component, I think would be naive of us. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying that, uh, that you know, everything about COVID-19 is 100% Satan. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But, 
But Satan is the author of division and divisiveness and separation. And if we're not careful, all that that's going on in the world at a height that, we've, that most of us in our lifetime haven't seen, to where it doesn't matter what it is, you've got to choose a side on it. Which side are you on? And which, which one are you going to, who don't you like and who do you like? Who do you, who do you side with and who are you against? And it's just like, it seems every issue that shouldn't be. It's like a new flavor of Kool-Aid comes out and you've got to decide which side are you on. I've never tasted it yet. Like it's, it's gotten a little bit out of control. Yeah. That same spirit of divisiveness, if yeah. we're not careful will work its way into the church. Yes. And we'll start to be in church and be divided and go, well, uh, I'm vaccinated and you're not, or I wear a mask and you don't, or I go online service and you go in person, and, and, or, or any number of other issues that would, Satan would love to use to divide us. And uh, so we can't let that ap- epidemic of divisiveness Absolutely. come inside the church walls. Amen. Amen. Um, let me, let me read what Paul said about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, but it's, he said, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Let me just say that one more time. Let there be no divisions in the church. Yes. Rather, I like this, be of one mind. This is, the, this is how you combat the divisions in the church. Be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. When we all get into the mind of Christ, realize why we're really on the planet, what our purpose is, that's when unity will come. The blessing of the Lord flows on unity. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Um, One of the big things that um, I've learned, learned to be, still learning, um, in the past 20 months is just to be thankful, to be grateful. Um, and you may be looking at me right now going, yeah, uh, but you don't know what kind of year I've had. And um, that doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made. And we need to rejoice and it's be good. glad in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, a few, amen, yes, always clap for scripture. Uh, <laughs> uh, in April of this past year, my, my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, pretty crazy because this is 2021. So in 2020, I didn't see him. Because, hello, we were all quarantining, we weren't allowed to travel, we weren't allowed to do things. So doing that, it's crazy. The last time I saw my brother was in 2019. Um, and obviously, you know, good relationship. It wasn't like a, a, a bad um, situation. We actually went out, we went to Zaza's, my favorite place. Glory. We had really good coffee, amen. Um, but it was just so crazy. But I think back, and I'm thankful that we even had that time. Yes. Because little did I know that I would never see him again. And I think that we need to remember, none of us are promised tomorrow. None of us. Proverbs 27.1 says this, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. If we don't know, we're not promised tomorrow, so we have to live today to the fullest. We have to love big, risk big, take chances, and appreciate everything that we have. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you were. Amen? Amen. And we need to... We need to always remember that and, and thank God, just even for the little things in life, playing the glad game, like Pollyanna. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but be thankful for your family, for Christmas, for another day that we get to be a part of this church. It's always important to have that and to grow in that. Well, that's good. Uh, I would say in regard to the last 20 months, it's been the best of times and maybe the worst of times as a senior pastor uh, navigating through all the emotion and the feeling and the input and the opinions 
Uh, I found it a little bit difficult, and uh, I just had to go with what I felt like many times what God was leading us to do as a church. Uh, I have to be honest, in the good times, um, even though we weren't meeting, we started food distribution, and then, uh, as you know, you can't help being a Christian, having compassion for people, and all of a sudden, you hear people losing their jobs, can't pay for the rent, whatever. Um, We really felt like that God said, okay, open the granaries, and uh, money we've been saving up for to pay the building off, open it up, and uh, let's start helping people. And um, so that was great. And we said, we'll give, we'll give $100,000 to the church people. And uh, then we put out an inquiry for people to give. Someone wrote a check for $100,000. So we had to up our game. Um, and as a result of that, people, all of you started giving Uh, for outreach. And before it was all over, the best of times, over some $600,000 in the last 20 months was given away. And uh, I was concerned at one point because I think it was one of the, I won't mention which TV station came out here and said, hey, and also they're helping people with their rent and their utilities. And they put it on their website. All kinds of people were showing up here. Hey, I heard you were the church. Well, uh, before it was over, they told me that about 40-something, near 50% of the money mm-hmm. went to people that didn't even attend church here. That was not what I intended originally, but it happened. And I just thought, even from that, that um, God would touch their heart mm. in the days ahead, right. in the months or years ahead, yeah, good. to remember when that church helped me when I was really in need. Very good. So Amen. they may not have known Christ when they picked up the check, but one day as a result of that yes. check, they Amen. may find their way to Christ. So yeah. praise God for the good times. It's good. All Amen. right. Uh, boy, I could go on. But anyway, uh, we better go to the, are we already on question three? We are. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, let's go back. No. All right. Let's keep going. All right. What gives us hope, guys, for the future of the church at large, uh, the worldwide church, uh, the church right here in the U.S.? So I think the first question goes to Pastor Sonia. Yeah, with all this uh, strife and doubt and uncertainty and insecurities, um, it reminds us that everybody is desperate for answers. Everyone is looking for that and that they are ripe to get those answers. Uh, Because we know the answer, church. Uh, John 4.35 says this, don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Mm. It is amazing right now how insecure people are, but we can bring them the security that they need. We can give them the answer that they need. We can give them the hope that they need. So it's so Mm. crazy that we have that. We can do that. Matthew Mm. 9, 37 says this, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I'm excited that I get to be a part of a church like this that believes in giving, that believes in missions, that believes in making a difference. Mm. So that no matter the world could be falling apart around us, we know that we are a part of this church and we're gonna volunteer and we're gonna give and we're gonna give back to our city, to our country, to our state. 
And that, I don't know about you guys, but that hypes, that hypes me up. I'm like, yes, let's be a part of the answer. Let's be a part because the world is getting crazy. And yeah. I know that in these last days, he's going to do more and he's going to pour out through the church, through the Amen. local church. So I'm excited about yeah, being when here. You, when you said that verse about, you know, sending out workers into the harvest field, it reminded me like even this week, and we want to give a report because it was just awesome, but we had a team of eight or nine that went out from here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, went up to Kentucky and helped in the tornado, uh, uh, victims of that tornadoes that, that happened there. Um, Pastor Cody led that team, called another church, asked them to come and help. So they brought a team as well. And Amazing. they gave out three, plus, uh, three or four truckloads of supplies and food. Amazing. They said right around the church that they were working with, the Assembly of God Church there in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I think it was, uh, right around the church, several apartment complexes that were just torn apart, just uh, wide Gosh. open. And uh, he, there were some stories of tragic loss, but there they were, shining light uh, in an area. And uh, as wow. a result, again, of, of what you guys do on a regular basis, we're able to go and, and uh, spread the gospel everywhere. Amen. Amen. One of the things that gives me great hope about the church, besides, I mean, it was hearing all these testimonies, like that's amazing to hear that we're a part of just this movement of faith. And so um, one of the things that keeps coming into my mind is uh, we're, we're plagued with uncertainty in our world, right? There's so many things changing and shifting and there's so many unknowns, but in all the uncertainty, that ocean of confusion, it's so beautiful to know that we have an anchor, yeah. That we have a rock that will not be moved. And uh, the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 6. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. You know, Malachi, uh, Malachi says this, um, I am the Lord and I do not change. Amen. Isn't it comforting to know that in a world plagued with uncertainty, the God that we worship, the God that we run to, the safe place that we can hide, he does not move. And so in, in, in all this chaos, I think the world is going to be looking, as Pastor Stone, you mentioned for answers for people to say where do I go yeah. when the lights go out we go to the light of the world where do I go when everything's falling apart I go to the one who in him we move we live we have our being and in him all things hold together and so I'm greatly comforted and I think that the church is positioned like never before Amen. for Amen. a mighty harvest you know one of the reasons yeah. why God lifts us up is not to stand over people he lifts us up so we can reach down and pull people yes. up to where God is calling them to be Amen. and so I am just greatly incited about that and um, I think that um, good. I think that we're in a position to impact lives like never before. Yeah. I think one of the things that gives me hope for the church, um, and it's not something that we all the time love to celebrate, but it's still true, that even, even if things do get worse, and they probably will, but even if they do, uh, even if it gets worse for the church, any times, you can look through history, the times of greatest persecution are the times that the church was the strongest right. and was galvanized right, yeah. and, uh, and, and became you know, more focused on its purpose. And, so and I believe that that's going to happen. And, and Paul writes to Timothy, and he talks about the last days. And, and it's, it's so funny when you read this letter that was written you know, a couple thousand years ago, uh, how it could be written today to somebody. Uh, but I want to read the first part of chapter 3. But then I want to read how chapter 3 kind of ends because of the context there. It's, it's important. This is how he starts out uh, chapter 3. 
uh, Paul says to Timothy, he says, realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For people yeah. will be lovers of self, mm -hmm. lovers of money, boastful, yep. arrogant, slanderers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, uh, malicious mm -hmm. gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, Gosh. avoid such people as these. That would be the understatement part. <laughs> like, yeah, that's quite the laundry list of problems and issues that kind of will mark the last days. And we're, we're, I mean, we see a lot of that happening everywhere. Uh, he goes on later on in the, in the, in the chapter, verses 12 through 17, he says, indeed, all who want to live in a godly way in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So there's the rough news, but it, it starts to get better. He says, evil people and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. I like this, though. He says, you, however, so he's saying all these problems, all these people that are deceived and that they are deceiving others, he says, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of. Yeah. Wow. See, this is what I love, that we can get so into the Word of God, so understanding of who it is that we serve and yeah. we understand uh, what it is that He stands for. When we get convinced of that, it doesn't yeah. matter what's going on in the world. We can be convinced knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you've known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then one more verse on here. He says, all scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, fully equipped yeah. for every good work. So remember, that was in the context of everything's going crazy. People are lovers of themselves, lovers of everything wrong. But he says, you're gonna be fully capable and equipped because of what you've learned to trust, because of what you're convinced of. Mm. When I read that passage, I had this mental image of me back coaching uh, some of my son's little league teams and me trying to train a new catcher. Some little eight-year-old, and I got him all geared up with all this catcher gear, and once the ball's coming his direction, he's trying to hide from it. He's afraid of getting hit by the ball. And when he turns, he's actually exposing himself because the areas, if he stays front, these places are protected. He, he turns, he's not protected here. It's, it's the fear that puts him in, in line to get hurt. And so I've done this before, and if you don't like it, just please forgive me. <laughs> but I've stood the kid up and I said, put your hands behind your back. And then I just throw baseballs at him. I've done it. All right. And I've thrown baseballs and the baseballs hit him in the face mask. Yes. And then he goes, oh, wait, that didn't hurt. That's and awesome. I throw a ball and it hit him in the chest, but he's got a chest protector. So he says, wait, that didn't hurt. And then once that little kid becomes convinced of his equipment, yes. now there's nothing that can harm him so because he learns to trust it. So good. That's what Paul's writing to Timothy. If, even though the world's going crazy, if you'll just be convinced of yeah. your equipment, you'll be convinced in this word, you're going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, Pastor Johnny, that was great. Um, let me tie two and three together again. One of the things I experienced in the last 20 months was some bouts of anger. I know that's shocking to you, but uh, the Bible tells us to be angry, but sin not. Uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Maybe there were a few sundowns, all right? But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I got angry at times because I saw people hurting, 
And some of it I thought was unnecessary. Um, there were people around the world that were plunged into economic darkness, not just a, a, a sickness, but uh, economic plight, um, poverty-stricken, literally hunger around the world, um, suicides around the world. And so I was told, and it was a, a, a normal statement that somebody would make, but they told me we should listen to the experts. Well, two or three months in, it just dawned on me, and I believe it was the Spirit of God saying, there are no experts. There's only one and always only has been one, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only expert. And yet nobody seemed to be asking him. Nobody seemed to, as a nation or a world, seemed to be saying, we need to pray for wisdom and counsel. No, they were relying on experts who have already, by and large, changed their opinion. You don't have experts until it's all over. Um, but all of that together runs into God turning everything around for good. Yeah, yeah. Where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Um, Christmas Eve night, it was a great service. And uh, there were a couple that came up to me after the service, and uh, they were telling me that they were from Washington State. They may be still here with us. But um, they said last year, during the height of COVID, that they found our church online. And all the churches up there were closed, or most of them, I guess, without exception. They were mostly closed, and um, they began to look around on television. They found our church online. They really loved it. They were inspired by it. They started telling all their friends, everyone that... They knew that went to church that could tell in Washington State to watch Faith Assembly in Orlando. Oh, they awesome. are open and having church, and uh, the broadcast is great. And so um, I don't know how many people are in Washington right now listening to us or listening to this uh, rerun broadcast, but uh, whoever you are, God bless you. Amen. I was talking to the lady, and she was on the phone with someone, and and she said, it's my sister. She's been watching the services too. She lives in Washington State too. So she asked me that I want to talk to her, get on the phone with her sister. And her sister's talking about how great it's been to watch the services and how inspiring. And then she said, uh, I said to her, well, how are things going? Uh, she's a believer. How are things going? Well, I lost my job. You know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Um, I lost my job, and she said, even though I brought a religious exemption letter, they paid no attention to it, laid me off. People are hurting. Um, maybe by well-intended people, we hope, uh, but people are hurting. But God always brings grace into darkness. And so, thank God for his uh, multiplied That's grace good. over the world today. I suspect that more people have been one to Christ in these 20 months than probably the previous three or four. Amen. And for that, we rejoice. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. So, all right. Is that all you guys got to say on that subject? That's, that's all we that's got. All we oh, got. that's all you got. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got to move on. Question four. All right. This week we'll see ushered in a brand new year. Yeah. 
Uh, join us, yes, Friday night. It's going to be great as we celebrate a new year. Um, now, let's talk about it because what are some of the practical steps you guys can take to ensure a better, spiritual, healthier uh, year yeah. 2022? Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I'm, I'm going to be looking for is just watching for the miracles in every moment. And uh, my son, I have a five-year-old, his name's Zion, and uh, we were, uh, my, my wife was driving him home one day, and it's raining, and uh, my wife look, points up there, and she goes, Zion, look, the, the, the rain has stopped up there. Do you see that? And it was like this point where, where the rain cloud had kind of ended, and the rain was falling, and it was this moment where you could literally see where the rain stopped. How many of you have seen that before? It's kind of an incredible thing to see. And so my son like leans in from the back seat and he's looking at this and he goes, mom, I think I just saw a miracle. <laughs> and uh, you know, when he said that, and so my wife just, my wife is so funny. She just kind of just nonchalantly says that and, and walks away. And I'm like laying on the floor before the Lord going, my God, that was an amazing revelation because he was just seeing miracles in every moment. And we get it, as we grow older, mm, oh God help me. As we grow older, I don't wanna get preachy here. As we get older, I think we lose that sense of wonder. And here's what it was, it was this, that, that the storm has an end. Yeah. yeah. That the storm has an end. Yes. And my son was observing that for the first time and that brings me great, great encouragement to understand that every single storm has an end. And uh, so I want to be watching for the miracles in every single moment. You know, the Bible says that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Amen. You know what? I think that we as believers need to be on the lookout for the goodness of God, yes. the mercies of God, and embrace that. The scripture also says that we should pray without ceasing. That means be interruptible. And every moment, have the Holy Spirit say, you can come and interrupt my workspace. You can come and interrupt my drive to work. I want to listen to the Holy Spirit Amen. and see God do miracles in this us. moment. Amen. Amen. Good. That's good. I feel like one of the best things you can do, uh, new year, new me type of thing, um, is to commit to a spiritual plan of growth. Ooh, got no amens on that. Uh, we are probably, this is the countdown right now. You have one week left. Everyone's going to be eating because you know you're going to plan to join the gym on Monday, but you know you're probably only going to go one time. Like, you know, you know it already. Um, you know that. You're like, ah, how do you know, Pastora? I'm like, no, I know. I'm like, but here's, here's the thing. Um, I want to challenge you to prioritize yes. coming to church. Amen. Amen. Come on. You guys, we need each other. Prioritize coming to church. Prioritize reading your word. Prioritize praying. I know sometimes um, the idea of having a spiritual life can seem very daunting. We don't yes. know where to start. We feel we have to pray 24 hours a day. We feel like we have to read this entire big old Bible in a year. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Just commit right now and be like, I'm going to read a chapter a day. I'm going to pray on my way to work. I'm going to pray in the shower. Do what you have to do, but just be better than you were last year. Yes, try. Priorities are so important. Proverbs 16.3 says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Church, God wants good things for you way more than you want good things for yourself. Amen. Yes. He has good plans for you, good ideas, good opportunities, blessings yes. in this next year. So why not align ourselves right now out the gate with him? Have the right mindset, the right attitude. Uh, the word commit says to submit and trust. So let's submit ourselves 
to God and just start, like already plan, just be excited, get a new Bible, do whatever you need to do, download the Bible app, but decide right now and be like, no, I'm gonna make this stuff a priority. You don't need to be a theologian to start, just start reading mm-hmm. wherever, read a Psalms a day, start in the book of John if you wanna know about Jesus's life, wherever. Just, if we can do that as a church, oh my goodness, the so blessings good. that are gonna pour out in our lives this year. So Amen. good, praise God. That's good. I'm here for all of that right there. That's good. Uh, Let me just quickly add this, that in the midst of all that, I think one of the big keys will be just bring somebody along the journey with you because there's built-in accountability there. So if you'll be a little bit more intentional about who you're doing life with, the ones who, who join the gym and then actually go are the ones who have friends who go, I'll meet you there on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then when they don't show up, their friends go, hey, I thought we, we were getting up early and going to the gym. So there's something about doing it together. And yes. one of the dirty little secrets about a larger church is that some of us like this because we can sneak in and sneak out. And then if the weeks we don't sneak in, nobody notices us anyway. If, if that's a temptation for you, then you need to get... You need to get some relationships up in here. You need to start getting in a connect group, getting into a grow class, coming to a prayer meeting, develop some relationships so that you will be missed and that accountability is going to kick in. And then with the plans that you set, you're going to see them come to pass. Amen. So good. Yeah. Um, A brand new year is almost here. And if we're talking about making New Year's resolutions, usually they reference some change that we think is needed in our life. Maybe we've been there before and we need to change to go back there. Or maybe we're changing moving forward. Maybe we're moving into an unknown change Mm. that we've never experienced before. Our new CFO at our church just moved, he and his family here from Springfield, Missouri, After living there for many, many years, they've just experienced their first Christmas here in Orlando. Wasn't it beautiful? Of course. I don't know what the weather was like back home, but (laughs) it was beautiful and hot and warm. Anyway, it's uh, Orlando is an incredible place to be, Mm. but change usually involves or much change involves the unknown. What's going to happen? I'm changing, I'm moving, I, I just went through a divorce. Someone walked up after the first service and said, um, they had just, someone had just gone through or was going through a divorce and they were hurting and they responded to what they heard this morning. So change can involve some pain mm. from the unknown, a, a little withdrawal because we're not sure what's on the other side of the door of change. Um, I told the staff some weeks ago, uh, Alice and I transitioning in the next couple of weeks, that um, for the last 37 years, my uh, daily habit, almost without exception, has been to come to this church before here over at Goldenrod for many years, walk into a prayer room, sit in the same area within like two feet um, for all those years over there and for the last nine plus years here to walk in. Everybody knows where my place is, where my seat is. 
Um, it's got the cushion. And um, uh, one time they, we had a new hire, and they talked him into sitting in my chair. All right, so that was a good uh, day. he's no longer with us. But uh, anyway, um, but all those years, walking in, the days that we came to the office, walking in, sitting down, reading the Word, praying. Next day, walking in, sitting down in the same place, reading the Word and praying. Yeah. You get so used to it. And then you think about change. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's like, wow. Until you realize and remember, God goes through everything with you. So good. And no matter what change you are going through or no matter what change this year has brought about in your life, um, take the opportunity. I know it's just another day, but it's another opportunity for you to declare this is a new year. Amen. And God likes new things. Yes. Amen. Um, throughout the Bible, there's the reference of new things, new things, uh, a new creature in Christ. Mm. Uh, he likes new things. Yeah. And so in that change that maybe you even experience next year, God's going to be with you. You. So good. so good. And his peace and grace will rest upon Amen. your life. Amen. God bless you richly, That's Pastor good. Johnny. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of prayer, if it's okay, can I just pray for each of you that are uh, here in this service or if you're watching this service on a screen or at one of our campuses? Um, I know that there's probably some, some, some real issues going on that are represented. And so let me just pray for each and every one of you as we close out. Father, thank you for Jesus. your word. I thank you, God, for this, this moment. And Lord, I just want to reflect on all of the possible hurts, pains, disconnections, brokenness, that might be represented under the sound of my voice right now. And I pray, God, that no, all of those issues, though they may be so diverse, that each one of the people that are going through that would have one thing in common, and that would be this, God, that they would turn their heart and their mind towards you right now. And I thank you for your perfect peace. I thank you for your purpose in each and every life. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.